Welcome to Full Circle with Jerry Bryant. It's the classic Jesus music radio show. It's a look back at where it all began. This is Full Circle, looking back at the beginnings of today's contemporary Christian music. Now, now here's your host, Jerry Bryant. Hi, everybody. This is Jerry Bryant, and I've just returned from a trip to Oklahoma City to interview a special guest for this episode of the Full Circle Show, someone who made a huge difference in the early legacy of today's contemporary Christian music. Stay tuned so you won't miss that. It will be worth the wait. But first, let's get started with music from an old friend. It's where it started for him. His band was named Glassheart. And here's a song you may never have heard before. Give it a listen. Glassheart and Voice of God, Brian.
courtesy of my friend Jeff Brothers and our special friends at Music Mill. Voice of God, Cry Out, Glass Harp, a previously unreleased demo from 1969, featuring a young man named Phil Kagey, who recorded the track on a now-vintage sound-on-sound tape recorder. For more info on this classic CD, check out www.musicmill.com. That's musicmill.com. Now I realize that for a lot of you, the music I play on each episode might be unfamiliar because it comes from the early days of CCM. So you might be listening to one of my affiliate radio stations or via the web, and you might like to have a flashback and hear the show again. Now the way it works is this. After the show airs on a radio station, I upload it on the web for those who may not have a radio station to air the show, or maybe if you've missed it or want to hear it again. Simply go to www.videorocket.com. That's videorocket.com. Or just download it free onto your iPod at the iTunes Store. Now, if you'd like more information, you can get in touch with me at www.fullcirclejesusmusic.com. That's fullcirclejesusmusic.com. You can check out the playlist, links to some of the featured artists, or use PayPal to support the radio show financially. Write me. I'll tell you how you can help. Now, it seems like I'm tracking some acoustics, so let's keep it going with another memorable artist who started in the secular country rock field with a band called Mason Prophet, but later turned Franciscan monk. I'm talking about John Michael Talbot. In 1982, as a way of commemorating the 800th year of the Franciscan Order, John Michael released a double record concept album called Troubadour of the Great King. Now he took the favorite scriptures and the prayers of St. Francis of Assisi and set them to music, preserving that same gentle spirit of honor and praise to the Lord Jesus Christ, who inspired this man of God. The title of my feature track from this album comes from the 1972 film Brother Son, Sister Moon, directed by Franco Zeffirelli who would later go on to make the epic Jesus of Nazareth in 1977. The film is about St. Francis of Assisi, the spoiled son of a wealthy merchant who, following his return from the war, renounces all of his worldly possessions to live an ascetic and simple life as a man of God and nature. Much to the dismay of his family, friends, and the local bishop, he gradually gains a large following amongst the poor and the suffering. The Sister Moon in the song is about Claire, a young woman also of a wealthy family, who serves and cares for the lepers of the community. Now Francis is inspired by her example, and in return, after his community forms, she comes to join the brothers in their life of poverty. With the simplicity and reverence that John Michael Talbot brought to Jesus music, here's Brother Son, Sister Moon. Brother Son, Sister Moon, Sister stars shine day and night See them shine beautiful Radiant splendor of light Brother sun 
Michael Talbot, from an early recording of Brother Sun, Sister Moon. Now, for albums recorded as far back as 1976 to the present, check out www.johnmichaeltalbot.com. That's johnmichaeltalbot.com. On another note, the home of the Brothers and Sisters of Charity, founded by Dove Award-winning musician John Michael Talbot, suffered a vicious fire close to midnight April 29th of 2008 near Marion, Arkansas. Thankfully, there was no loss of life, although members of the community, including John Michael, suffered some smoke inhalation. The fire began in the chapel and spread to the community, and all was a total loss. Today, a new monastery is being built, 
and the worship goes on. This is Jerry Bryant. You know, for so many years, I did the Jesus Solid Rock radio show that started in my hometown of Carbondale, Illinois in 1972. Now later, when I moved to my studios at the Last Days Community in Woodland Hills, California, the show was syndicated on over 100 radio stations from coast to coast. One of the fun events of every week was to go to the post office and see what new demo records had come in the mail, and often I'd receive a pleasant surprise with something I hadn't expected. I wish you could be here with me right now at the JSR Studios in Nashville. You'd see a whole wall of those collectors' vinyl albums, and I could tell you stories about every one. So the other day when the mail came, I had a surprise. You see, Full Circle is not on the address list of a lot of the new CCM releases, such as hip-hop and pop and so on. There's just not that many classic Jesus music albums being sent in the mail. But I got one. Dana Engel, from the Maranatha music recording group The Way, sent me a surprise. One of my favorites from the original Jesus music albums, simply called The Way, from 1973, redigitized as a CD, engineered by the second chapter of Axe Buck Herring at the Buddy King Studio in Huntington Beach, California, and then remixed at the famous Mama Joe Studio in North Hollywood. This is a true classic. Here's Closer to God, original Jesus music from the way, on Full Circle, back to where it all began. Now hang in there with me because we'll speed it up in a few moments with another original Jesus music group simply called Good News. That's next. I have a song to share with you about the things I've learned. The Lord, He has been showing me how much He is concerned. The things that I've been going through have all been for the good. To show me that I must depend upon His every word. Ever 
listening to the pioneers of today's contemporary Christian music. Maranatha Music's The Way and Closer to God. You know there are people who come along from time to time that are allowed a special part in the formation of an event, a season, a legacy. My special guest was one of those people. And you'll hear our interview shortly. But first... Let's hear an album he produced during those early days of Jesus music with lead singer Eric Nelson. From 1975, recorded for Maranatha Music, here's Going Home, and the group simply called Good News. And stay tuned as we talk with producer Jonathan David Brown on Full Circle.
Good news. And going home. There's much more, so stay tuned. Full Circle. Hi, this is Jonathan David Brown. We're taking you back to where it all began. Full Circle with Jerry Bryant. This is Jerry Bryant. And like I said earlier, I've just returned from a trip to Oklahoma City to interview a special guest for this episode of The Full Circle Show. Someone who made a huge difference in the early legacy of today's contemporary Christian music. Now, have you ever heard the saying that if you put your finger in the ocean and then remove it, there'll be no noticeable difference and because of the vast body of that water and the smallness of your finger. But in life, there are folks who come along and they make their mark. They're there to make a lasting imprint and such is the case for my guest, Jonathan David Brown. We would have lost so much of the Jesus music legacy if Jonathan hadn't been there for such a time as this. Singer, songwriter, producer, and founder of an early Jesus music band called Seth, Jonathan David Brown. We shared some memories of those early years and here's part of Jonathan's story as to how he met the Lord and was apprehended into those early days of Jesus music. Full circle. I grew up here in Oklahoma City, where we're sitting right now. My grandfather pastored a church, an independent Pentecostal church, and I went to that church till I was probably seven or eight years old. He was pastor, and uh, he gave me a hunger for God's Word. Uh, his perspective on things was outside of the norm, you might say. And he was a little radical on some issues. He taught me that uh, it was important that we pay attention to God's commandments. And that stuck with me and uh, gave me a hunger for seeking Him later when I, when I realized that I needed that in my life. So from that perspective, uh, my father was a minister of music. And when my grandfather finally gave up that church, which was next door to the music store, he had a, a music store where he sold pianos, organs, and guitars, and drums. And so I grew up crawling around in that environment with the store and the church next door to each other. He was a piano tuner, rebuilder, and my dad became uh, one of the greatest pianists, even though he's my dad, I'm, I'm telling the truth, he was a monster pianist. A lot of people uh, in the gospel world knew him, even though he was just pretty much local here. And so I, uh, I watched him uh, with his struggles and his talent and Eventually, I figured it all out, but uh, he, he gave me a hunger for ministry because he would play something in front of an audience and the anointing would be on him. And I learned to recognize that. I saw what that was. And you can't, 
you know, that's not something you can you can purchase or go to seminary to get. And uh, so seeing the the thing happen from a very early age, it gave me a hunger to develop my own music that said my own experience. And uh, by the time I was in my mid-teens, I had gone through a couple of typical teenage crises, and uh, I came forward at a meeting here in Oklahoma City where Dwayne Friend was ministering at an Assembly of God church and gave my life completely. I'd already gone forward in a sinner's prayer salvation when I was pretty young, but this was like something that happened where I was awakening things inside of me that uh, was uh, to become the platform for things that I did in ministry later. You made it today You think you're okay You don't need nobody To show you the way It's time for the rent Your mind is all bent If you don't pay up You'll have to pitch up your tent
getting quite close But there's still some time To pardon yourself And give you peace of mind Jonathan David Brown and the group Seth and help the man. Since this radio show is called Full Circle, let's go back to where it all began. In my interview, I asked Jonathan how it all started. I formed a, a group with three or four other friends of mine that uh, were also interested in the gospel and their lives had been altered or were being altered. Some of them weren't quite altered as much as they were later, but we formed this group just out of a bunch of ruffians, really. One girl in the group that I formed was singing in a bar, 
she had just begun to have spiritual experiences and God was speaking to her through others. And so that was Debbie in the group Seth. With her and then Keith and Rinda Edwards, uh, we formed that group. And then David Hines, the bass player, was uh, a friend of mine at school, in my high school. So we just put this thing together and started working songs that I was writing. I just, stuff just started coming out of me. We heard about the West Coast experience. We heard what was going on in California. And uh, we got a hold of a van and we all jumped in it. And we drove to California in 1973. And we spent the entire summer out there. And that experience of going to uh, what was the old Calvary Chapel at Maranatha Village, Jim and Betty Willems had control of that place by then. And uh, we played out there in the uh, atrium or whatever that was out there where all the, the pottery was going on. We set up out there and played and we played. We didn't even have any bookings when we left. But when we got out there, people found out what we were doing and, and just like came out of the woodwork. And so we got to experience the, the Calvary Chapel thing. Uh, I'm not sure. I had been out there and seen the tent and was at the tent at one point. But I'm, I'm thinking that the first time that Seth actually went out there as a group, that the church was being built or pretty much done there on the grounds in Costa Mesa. And so the reason I think that we came up with that name, it's kind of an odd thing to call a group. Uh, Seth was the second appointed seed from Adam and Eve. And the name means appointed seed. And I don't know, we, you know, psychedelic 70s, 60s, what do you, <laughs> we, we were reading the Bible one day and we saw where Cain killed Abel and, and God's favor that was on Abel was transferred to Seth. It had a lot of favor, you know, and we just saw it as being a rebirth of God's purpose. I've known some people in my life When I was down They made me want to live again Until I found the Lord I never knew just what living was for No, I didn't
Until I found the Lord. And I'm visiting with singer, songwriter, band leader, and producer, Jonathan David Brown. And we recalled some stories of how absolutely crazy it was watching this move of God be birthed around the country, the Jesus movement, but especially the Jesus music in Southern California at Calvary Chapel. Yeah, it, it was. Uh, not completely organized by any stretch. It was uh, it was just haphazard in some ways, but uh, sort of was a leading of the Spirit. The wind blows where it will, uh, so it is with the one who has the Spirit of the Lord, something like that, paraphrased. And I think that that was what was happening. People were just, uh, they were hungry for God when they would see a touch happen in a meeting. They would get touched. They wanted more. And so it was just a random kind of thing going on. I mean, I don't want to say it was inconsistent because it was consistently being poured out, but no one had any organized religion in mind. It just kept coming all over us. It was just flowing all over us. We were just being led to go here and there, kind of, it was like a random thing. I mean, we didn't even get bookings, like I said, in California until we got out there. We may have had one or two contacts. And it was just, you know, Andre knew us. Andre was a friend of mine, Andre Crouch, and he was very encouraging. A lot of people, uh, Bill Maxwell, who was, of course, in Andre's group, the drummer, he uh, gave us a lot of encouragement and pointed us in some some direction uh, here and there to call and say, why don't you try to see if you can play there, you know? We just had uh, the full experience of the Holy Spirit falling when and where it would and, uh, and saw these kids coming to God and it just was encouraging. We just realized, well, we're going to go back to Oklahoma City. I, I think that we didn't 
plot anything out. We didn't plan anything really at all. We just, we just knew that we were supposed to do this. It was like real obvious that uh, we were in the middle of something that we had no control over that destiny. My eyes are getting better every day now And I can see the road before me story I will tell. Not long ago I lived in lost confusion and I could feel my mind begin to break till something down inside said look toward heaven. It let me know that it was not too late. Then the Now I Also featuring Debbie Newell with a remarkable Karen Carpenter style. I've been talking to the leader of Seth. 
on this episode of Full Circle. Jonathan David Brown, who had a great influence on early Jesus music as he went on to produce so many early Jesus music albums for groups like Daniel Amos, Sweet Comfort Band, Odin Fong, Karen Lafferty, and so many, many more. You can link to Jonathan's website by simply going to www.fullcirclejesusmusic.com. That's fullcirclejesusmusic.com. Or just go directly to www.jonathandavidbrown.com. And check out the CCM landmarks that Jonathan was part of at the very beginning of this incredible era called Jesus Music. You know, I so enjoy bringing memories to you each week on Full Circle. We're getting letters from around the world and lots of requests, so it's about time for another request show. And a special thanks for those who do help in sponsoring the show. If you feel like you'd like to help underwrite part or all of an upcoming episode, write me and I'll tell you how. You can write me at info at fullcirclejesusmusic.com. That's info at fullcirclejesusmusic.com. And like I often say, if you've missed part of this particular episode or You'd like to hear it again or share it with someone else. Go to www.videorocket.com. That's videorocket.com. Or type in Full Circle Jesus Music at the iTunes Store. (laughs) And you can download it onto your iPod device. This is Jerry Bryant. And I have time for just a little bit more of my interview with Jonathan David Brown. And one more song. Now, the birth of Jesus music was an exciting time to be sure, but the simple organic expressions of Jesus music began to change. And I asked Jonathan to recall when he began to notice the transition in Jesus music that would finally culminate in today's contemporary Christian music industry. My first noticing that there was something going on was when John Still had Contemporary Christian Acts magazine. He was doing a show, a radio show, I believe it was, out of Jim and Betty Willem's place, which was Maranatha Village. And uh, John started publishing this magazine, and he was making note of these artists. He would, you know, not just the Maranatha artists, he was also making note of people like Jamie Owens, you know, or Second Chapter, or whoever else was happening. From a pretty much a West Coast perspective, though, and so, of course, Contemporary Christian Acts magazine became Contemporary Christian Music magazine. It evolved from the newspaper into a, uh, a magazine print, and that's when I first started noticing something was going on. KYMS, the main radio station there out of Orange County, that played nonstop Jesus music, and I saw the thing gradually coming to a point where KYMS was publishing a chart. They said, this is what's hot this week. And I don't remember exactly, but I think that there were no numbers on it. They just had the song titles and the artists and said, this is what we're playing. But eventually they started putting a number by them and saying, this song is the most popular one this week, etc. And that was probably 1977, 76, 77, somewhere in there, when I started really noticing uh, that there was a focus on the idea that this is, uh, you know, we're trying to kind of mimic a secular station by saying these are the ones we're playing, these are hot. (laughs) Things have changed so dramatically, it's become a full-blown secular model years ago when ABC Corporation bought out Word Records back in the, you know, mid to late 70s, somewhere in there. 
that's when we really started realizing that something monstrous was getting ready to happen. And I say monstrous and I'm not kidding. <laughs> monster can be good and monster can be bad. And uh, I saw all these secular companies, non-Christian based companies starting to want to gobble up Christian music companies. And uh, that happened over time, you know. And so today, the end result of that, I think that there are a lot of people in Christian record companies that would like to take it back, but I don't know whether there's any way they can to take it back to this thing. I, I think that they just are letting it go however it's going. It's leading them now. I never envisioned that it would become a mechanical, very plotted out uh, flow chart business with all the graphs and stuff showing this will happen if you do this, this, and this. I mean, that is amazing to me. We sold records out of our trunks. The Maranatha bands were going up the coast and doing all the ministry they did between Southern California and Seattle. And, and they had their, their records in boxes in their trunks. They would set up on a table and, and occasionally a church would say, hey, we've got a little bookstore we just opened up. Let's take 10 of those, you know. I mean, it was just an unbelievable time to see the birthing of that. And, and tens and twenties and thirties, thousands, forties, thousands, fifty, hundred thousand units would sell that way of these early recordings. And then Word Records comes along and proposes to Maranatha, let's take you on and distribute you. My special guest on this episode of Full Circle, Jonathan David Brown. And we've got so much more to share. So Jonathan, I have to have you back on a future Full Circle show. But let's close with this exhortation. There's no better time than now to remember the real reason for Jesus music. And if we've drifted away from that purpose, to come home, back to his love. Here's Seth, and keep the fire burning. Should have been
Thanks for listening. Until next time, keep your eyes to the sky and let your light shine. This is Jerry Bryant. Full Circle is recorded in the Jesus Solid Rock Studios in Nashville, Tennessee. Written by Russell Baum and engineered by Jeff Kane. Full Circle is a JSR production. This is Full Circle.